I just want to say thank you to all the fun football fans out there. I appreciate you guys listening. We're over 300 listens. That's awesome. Moving forward, I'm going to be probably moving to some live shows. I had a lot of fun on the Fantasy Sports Game Show, episode 36. It's on YouTube. And I just want to say thank you to everybody. I would love to get more of your feedback and implement it in the show. I'm going to be, that's why I'm going to be going to live shows. But also if I have comments on my Facebook, go follow me on there or X or on TikTok or Instagram. And you guys leave comments on my page and on Facebook. Unfortunately, they only do polls on your page. So I'll be doing polls on Facebook and on X. If y'all leave comments or vote, I'm going to put that stuff in the show moving forward because I think it's more fun when I have more fan engagement. So please follow me there. And I just want to say thank you to everybody. I appreciate it. And with no further ado, here's episode 20 of the Fun Football Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Fun Football Podcast. This is episode, if you can believe it, number 20. Pretty awesome. Uh, Just want to give a shout out. It was just on the Fantasy uh, Sports Game Show. And that was a lot of fun. Um, go check me out there. That video will be up shortly. And uh, on this episode, I'm going to be talking all the week 12 breakdowns and do my power rankings. Some big stuff I took out of from week um, 12 in the NFL from Turkey Day. My Packers had a good showing. I'm going to be talking all of that. Some fancy football news. There's a ton of buys this week. There's six buys. I'll give a little thing how we did on the pick em. Uh, for me and Bill, that episode will be later in the week. Um, and that's everything you can look forward to on this episode of the Fun Football Podcast. Please be sure to follow me on X. I've been blasting polls. Uh, follow me on the on my Facebook page. I've been putting polls up on there because Facebook limits what you can do on your normal profile. It's got to be a page. So follow me on Facebook. I've got Instagram. I've been big on um, TikTok as well. Follow me on any of those. And I... I would love to put some y'all stuff on the show. So give me some comments on stuff you want to hear on the show. I'm going to blast it on the show and coming soon. There will be a live show of the fun football podcast. I'm very excited. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. And here's this episode, the 20th of the fun football podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Fun Football Podcast. This is a solo episode, but I'm still extremely excited to be here. I'm going to be talking everything week 12, um, including my turkey day. And you know what? I'm going to start right there. First game, I, although uh, it's been a few days, I got to talk about it. My Packers impressed, man. I uh, I was actually sick on Thanksgiving. Just going to need a little bit of personal stuff. I'm a teacher. I had the week off. And this is my one of my first years being sick on Thanksgiving which really, really was unfortunate. I, I hated being sick. That just was such a bummer, seriously. But I even I had to go back and watch all the highlights. I missed the very beginning of the Packer game. I woke up, and there they are just, just, just destroying Detroit, who I'm starting to wonder if they're a little fraudulent on defense. And if you can get to Goff, I was impressed if you hung in there and kind of started to look more confident in the second half. But... Our pass rush got home. That's something I hadn't seen. And Jordan Love looked confident. And this receiving core is continuing to develop. Now, try not to get too excited because I am a Packers fan. But at 5-6, and 
They're only a game behind Minnesota. Even if Minnesota wins tonight, they still play them again. And they're still only one back of Seattle. So do they have a chance to come back and make the playoffs? I'm going to be doing playoff predictions later on in the episode. I'm going to get there. But I've got to say, just in a little game bite from that episode, or from that that uh, game, I'm really impressed with their ability to go into Detroit, who was 8-2, and two, and beat them. And put some doubt in Detroit and how real they are. So I've got to say I'm impressed with that. Um, team I'm not extremely impressed with, but because they, they just continue to do the same thing at home against bad teams as Dallas. Can they beat a good team? Now, it's not, their, it's not their fault. I've got to say this. It's not the Cowboys' fault that they play their schedules full of bad teams. There's a lot of bad teams in the NFL this year, unfortunately. There just is. But can they do this on the road? Against Philly, they did. They played good earlier this year. That was close. I'm going to give them some props. But can they go on the road in the playoffs? It's not the playoffs yet. You can only play where your schedule says. I'm impressed with Bland. They've got a lot on D. They've got a lot of talent. They might have the highest ceiling of any team in the NFL. They really might when they're on their A game. I don't know if any team clicks like they do when they're striking. But I think they're kind of front runners that strike bad teams. And I've got to see them strike a good team to really believe them, but I will say I'm extremely impressed with their ability on both sides of the ball just to completely dominate when they want to in Dallas. If they got home field and got lucky against Philly and Philly stumbled in another game and they somehow won out, but they've got a gauntlet of a schedule coming up, then I may actually lean Dallas, but I don't see that happening. So, yeah. But I've got to say, I'm impressed. Maybe they make the top five of my power rankings. I don't know. We'll see. Next uh, game, that San Fran-Seattle, I've got to say, for Seattle being a winning team, and this kind of happened last year, they just look completely outclassed by San Fran, and that was in Seattle. And it makes me wonder, is Geno Smith really a long-term answer? They've got some question marks. Pete Carroll's a good coach. I, I, I don't know. San Fran just looks next level compared to a team like Seattle. They just do. They don't even look like Seattle doesn't even look like they belong there. And they were actually, if they won that game, they would have been tied for the division lead. That's just nuts. They completely destroyed them. And when San Fran's rolling, I think they're a really tough team. I really, I, I just, I wonder with Purdy now if they can go on the road and beat Philly in the playoffs because that's what they're going to have to do. I do think they stack up well against Dallas, and I think they've got Dallas's number because um, those are probably the top three teams in the NFC. I just don't believe in Detroit, and I need to see another team rise. I don't, I think Packers are too young, and I don't see anybody else. Um, Minnesota, no. It's, there's only a few teams in the NFC. But uh, I was impressed with San Fran. Going to keep going through the game-by-game recaps really quick. Just going to do little sound bites on each one because I want to get into some fancy football stuff too. But uh, <laughs> the Jets need Russell, or not Russell, they need, not Russell Wilson, they need Aaron Rodgers back. I was thinking R. Um, Dolphins just put, stopped out on that. <laughs> some of the plays in that game were pretty hilarious and, the Jets uh, trying to get away from Zach Wilson, who is clearly, I don't know if he's going to have a job in the NFL anymore. Um, they really need to get a quarterback next year. They really, really do. I They need to they need to figure that out, um, which really sucks because I know that their plan was Aaron Rodgers, but he's 40 and he's coming off an ACL, and I think him coming back this year is kind of ridiculous, just being honest. I just don't see it. I don't see it. And even if he does, they ain't making the playoffs, so... They need to find a long-term solution at quarterback. I don't think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. I know that's what they're planning on. I just don't see it. So we're going to see 
what happens with them, but I think they're definitely out of the playoffs. And I just also got to wonder on Miami, like they look a lot like Dallas. Are they going to be able to beat a good team at any point? They can stomp on bad teams. Are they going to be able to beat a good team? Cause one of the best wins they had all year was probably against the Raiders. Um, <laughs> if when they play Buffalo again, are they going to get smashed? I don't know. We'll see. Um, Atlanta was got a lot of these picks, right? By the way, we only missed on, I should have gone Jacksonville, but we lost on Jacksonville and green Bay. Ironically, we are 13 and two on our picks right now, which is our best week yet. And we're still not even winning in our pick them. Some, it was a weird week, but, uh, Atlanta against New Orleans, New Orleans dropping a couple receivers that offense already questionable. And Atlanta's my number two team, maybe even number one. Can they get a quarterback? If they can next year, I think they can be legit. That division is, I think, just going to get destroyed by Dallas or if they get lucky and catch Philly, which I don't see happening. I think they're just going to get stomped on. I really do in the playoffs. I don't see a team from that division making... That's just like... That's where I... I don't know if I want the NFL to change the rules that a division winner makes the playoffs, but it does kind of suck when you have a bad team like Atlanta making the playoffs. But in the NFC, uh, the best in the wild cards are six and five. So not much better. There's only four teams with actual good records and look like good teams in the playoffs right now. And I'm actually a little questionable in Detroit at the moment. So yeah, I don't know. That's a weird, weird, weird division and a really, really bad one. And I just wish no team could make the playoffs. That's kind of where I'm at with that. Uh, this Pittsburgh-Cincinnati game was interesting because Firemouth, I'm going to get into fantasy later, but that might be one of the biggest pickups of the week. And Cincinnati hung in there with Browning, pressed, but they're clearly not making the playoffs. And firing Matt Canada for Pittsburgh may have given them some life because they probably are going to the playoffs. Probably, not definitely, but they're likely to make it. So did is that going to pay some dividends for them moving forward? I'm really curious to see on that one. It's going to be interesting. I want to get into big takeaways from the week, but I'm going to continue my week by week. I'm not going to spend much time on Tennessee, Carolina. I think both teams aren't going anywhere and Carolina fired their coach. And it really makes me wonder, they need to get somebody real if they want to turn around Bryce Young. Um, And Tennessee, I think is in a rebuild. We'll see if Rabel waits it out, but I think they, I don't know if Levis is going to be it. They need to retool some weapons on that offense. And um, both teams probably bought, they're both bottom feeders. That was a tough one to pick. I'm happy Tennessee gutted out and won. Another game, I'm not super impressed with the other team, but Minshew has been holding it down decently, adequately. Indianapolis beat Tampa Bay, who just looks like they're in a downward spiral. They they fought, but Indy just has a little more talent. Uh, the receivers finally, Michael Pittman finally came to life, which was nice. But uh, Mike Evans has been good for Baker, too, this, especially that game. But um, I don't know. Tampa Bay just looks like they're done. Indy, I don't know if those... Maybe five for wildcard. That AFC is just absolutely nuts. We'll see. Maybe they do. It's possible. <laughs> Heard a lot about this game on Bill Simmons podcast, the Giants and the Patriots. <laughs> if one good thing came for the Giants, that rookie Hyatt had over 100 yards and he hasn't been alive in weeks. I've been looking for a fantasy receiver and I kept thinking maybe he'll pan. And um, <laughs> that was... The Patriots needed that to ensure any chance at a number one pick, but probably a top three pick. And the Giants team, sadly, isn't going anywhere either. So that's two teams that are going nowhere. It's kind of sad. It used to be a great rivalry in two Super Bowls. And um, 
both teams just suck now. They're terrible. So what are you gonna do with that one? I gotta say the refereeing. I don't want to get into like refs. I hate doing that. But in this Houston Jacksonville game, it was so slanted against Houston. But uh, C.J. Stroud showed a little bit of rookiness in that game for me when I was watching it down the stretch. He just was hanging on the ball so long. They almost mounted that comeback. But, man, it's just like, I don't know. Jacksonville's D, I just still don't fully buy them, but they just keep finding ways to win. They're a weird team, kind of like Philly, where they don't like really convince you most weeks. Especially it's like San Fran, they just got demolished. So it makes me question like their ceiling as a team. But they did put a stamp on that division and may have a chance at outside chance at the number one seed in the AFC. So that was a big game for them. We got to remember Houston. I got a little excited because if I'd picked Jacksonville, not with my head, not my heart, it wasn't Houston. It was a close game. But if I'd gotten Jacksonville, we would have been 14 1 on our picks. And I'm a little sad about that one. But Jacksonville keeps finding ways to win. I'm impressed with Peterson as a coach there, turning things around. I'm also impressed with Houston, too. I got to say, for them to be a competent team at this point in the season, just week year one of Stroud and Ryan's, that's pretty awesome. So I got to say, I'm impressed with Houston. They've really turned it around, and they may have a child at the playoffs. And if not, they definitely got a foundation to build on. So I'm going to say that. It's impressive. Um, I actually thought we picked Browns, but I'm, I'm happy we talked ourselves into Denver. And their turnaround's been impressive. I'm wondering if it's legit, though. Like, they have beaten some good teams. I'm wondering if it's sustainable, if Russell Wilson is. We're going to continue to see, but they've continued to win games. They Beating the Browns' D is no small feat, and they won handedly. Um, Browns on offense are a mess, though. Like, I just don't know what to do with that team. Their defense is, like, championship-worthy like if they even had, like, a semblance of an offense. Their point differential is only 30 on the season. They're a heck of a home team. Uh, Denver, though, getting up to 6-5 and five gives them an outside chance of the playoffs. And they're, I th- believe, they're the hottest yet. They're tied with Philly for the hottest team in the NFL right now, five straight wins. So we're going to see if Denver's for real. They're, they're locked in a uh, <laughs> three-way battle for the seven seed with India as the wild card right now, Houston at 6-5, and five and Denver at 6-5. and five. So that one's going to be a tough race. It's going to be very, very interesting. Um, rest of the games. There were some other good ones too. Uh, dude, dude, <laughs> I'm really happy. Kyron Williams came back, had himself a fantasy day, just completely destroying, uh, the Cardinals. He had over 200 total yards, two touchdowns. I think he had almost 40 fantasy points, man. That was impressive. But, um, they just destroyed the Cardinals and that they make such a world of difference for the Rams when they've got um when they've got a running back to lean on and not have to lean on Stafford in that passing game. It just makes such a difference for them. And if they can have that moving forward, I really like their chances. Um we're gonna see what happens with the Rams. I don't know if they've got a chance at a wild card. Maybe. Who knows? But uh yeah, I was impressed. Like, the Rams destroyed Arizona. Arizona's not a good team. Apparently, Kyler Murray coming back doesn't really matter. So, um, that Chiefs-Raiders game, man. Chiefs came out looking like they were asleep, kind of like in the, like, I mean, their offense has been kind of sleepy recently. They were they actually played good in the first half against Philly, but how they kind of got beat in the second half, it kind of carried over to that this game. They were down 14-0, and then they woke up, and they looked like the Chiefs. And... I still think maybe that was what they needed. Maybe. 
I'm still worried about the receivers. They just are missing something on offense. Clearly at receiver, it's evident. Uh, I like Rice. He had made a good play in that game. And Watson, it's all right. But they, they really lack in a real target. And with Kelsey, he's still elite. He's getting a little up there in age. They're going to need to dress. Probably receiver, maybe even getting a young new tight end. Having two work in as Kelsey keeps getting up there in age, even though he's legit still. Um, yeah. Not the Raiders have been definitely better since Pierce came in. I'm gonna give him credit for that, but their levels to this and the Chiefs were on another level for sure. Okay, last two and the Bears are winning this game against Minnesota. I was a little worried about that. Right now it's three zero. See what happens. But uh, there was a lot in that Philly game. Okay, they made another comeback. Back to back weeks, they just keep squeaking out wins. They were down several times against Buffalo. Buffalo gave them their best, absolute best shot period and <laughs> Jalen Hurts man was that the one of the best turnarounds in not only fancy like five points at the half and he ended up with five touchdowns just ridiculous man and I gotta say that kicker did that 59 yarder in the rain in those conditions <whistles> got a lucky the win I think caught it back in there but that was that was something that was special this Philly team they're playing a little with fire here. They keep living a little close to the sun. But I like them. I think they're the best team in football right now. I Do I think they're beatable, though? Absolutely. They are just not dominating. They're keeping. They're letting teams hang in there. Um, they got the most unstoppable play in football. They've got weapons on offense. They've got a heck of... They've got some awesome players on defense. But you can clearly throw on them. And I wonder if they play the right team at the right time if they may fall in the playoffs i don't know i'm impressed with their coaching and culture to continue to win these one score games but it gets tougher to do that as the competition steps up and i just don't think there's a truly dominant team this year injuries have played a factor i just not see i'm seeing good football don't get me wrong but they're probably the best team right now the record demands it but also i think with only one loss, I think they're beatable still. Okay, I talked about it in the polls on X. <laughs> this Chargers team, man, I think it's time to fire this coach. And I really wonder, I know people see the talent with Herbert. I'd like to see him with a good coach, but I'm starting to wonder, is he, like, it's tough when you've got a crap coach like Staley. Is he really good, though? I don't know. Like, I think he's just slightly above average. I don't see top five talent. I just don't see it. I know win stop win last stats aren't just a quarterback thing. Like it's like it's it's a team thing. It's not just a quarterback thing. But I'm a little over the Herbert thing. I just don't see it, man. He just doesn't like. He's got too many weapons to be this, bleh, and their offense to be just fairly above average. Staley needs to be fired. He's, I don't know how he's convincing the owner. It's not him at this point. They brought in Kellen Moore, who clearly knows how to coach offense. I don't see it, man. And the Ravens, I'm a little concerned without Andrews. I don't see it with them either. Their defense is legit. They've got some weapons on offense still, but Andrews was a big piece, and their offense just doesn't coalesce the same. I just, I'm a little worried about them as a legit contender moving forward. I think I'd knock them down a little notch without Andrews. Um, that's where I'm at with that team, though. But there was some good stuff this weekend. And that's it for part one. Um, I'm going to. I'll talk a little bit more on the recaps in the part two, but I'm going to get up to my fantasy part. This is the shorter episode of the week. Um, I am going to start with my power rankings in part two. 
and uh, here's part two coming up. Back with part two of the uh, Fun Football Podcast, episode 20. I'm extremely excited. Um, I'm going to just start right away with my power rankings. I've got, I'm going to just do my top five, even though there's a fringe number six team um, here. But I'm going to just say, it's kind of obvious, I'm going to go Philly as my number one team. I just see them, they've been the hardest team to beat this season. Um, unfortunately, like I'm not a, like, I like Philly. I just don't see them as a super dominant team, but I've got them number one. I've got to give them props. They've been the best team in the league. They are playing, like I said last episode, they're playing with fire here a little bit, but they keep finding ways to win. And I'm extremely, I'm extremely impressed with them. They keep figuring out ways to win. So they're number one. Number two is KC. I'm I'm worried though about their receiver, receiving core and that offense. I just don't. I wouldn't be that. I'm not just not that sold. I wouldn't be that surprised if they got beat in the AFC. Actually, even though I don't see a super dominant AFC team, however, they are. Man, they're still tough on D, and they've got a real defense, and that's going to be very interesting uh, this year with the lack of a su- other super dominant team in the AFC. And the contenders are certain to fall by the way, unless you believe in Jacksonville, which I'm not sure if I do. So if you don't believe in Jacksonville. I don't know. Baltimore's offense doesn't look the same. And I don't know, man, if they're if they're really there. So we'll see. Anyways, Kansas City's number two. I've got San Fran at number three. Um, when they're rolling, they look like one of the highest salients in the league. That three-game losing streak still concerns me. However, however, I've got to put them at three. They just they they've been one of the best teams in the league for most of the season. They, they're a streaky team. I'm worried about Purdy with everything isn't right. But in that defense isn't as elite as it used to be. It doesn't seem like. But they still have playmakers all over. And I think with that coaching staff, they're going to get them right. I'm going to be really curious to see what happens with them moving down the stretch. But I've got them at three. Baltimore, I'm very concerned about. I've got them at four for a reason. Andrews being out, that offense hasn't looked the same since he got hurt. Um, I like Beckham. This Mitchell kid at running back might they might be onto something. They need a running back to be consistent. Um, the still have Zay Flowers can lively step up. Andrews was a special weapon. That offense, yeah. That defense is for real though. So, yeah. That maybe they can ride that defense and win some playoff games. We'll see. This hurt. I put Dallas at five. I I need to see them in the playoffs do it. But at home they are a special team. I think they're winning at least eleven games. I said it on the um. Fancy sports game show. We had questions about the, the Cowboys, which was, you know, a lot of fun because I talk a lot of Cowboys with, with my friend, a lot of friends because I've got a lot of Cowboy fans in at work. So it's, uh, it's been you know a lot of fun talking about the Cowboys. But I gotta say, I I gotta put them at five just because when they're when they're right and they're rolling, they're one of the most dangerous teams in the league. I just don't think they're gonna get home fields, but. Gotta give them props for now. They've been tough. And gotta give props to Bland for breaking the NFL record for interceptions returned for a touchdown when the guy wasn't even expected to start. Man, that's impressive. Just gotta say, good stuff. Very nice. Okay, um, my next fringe team would be Jack. And honestly, before I get to that, Dak Prescott has also been a just balling top five fantasy quarterback on the season because of these big games and where he just keeps having like 300 plus yards and four touchdowns, just, just destroying. So at home mostly, but, um, and it's bad teams, but still, you know, he's doing it. 
It's the NFL. He's still doing it. So my fringe team I would have is Jacksonville. Um, I've been doing top five, but I'm going to just add a fringe because I'm going to, at the end of this episode, I'm going to do playoff predictions. I'm excited to bring that back. Um, I'm not going to do the full 32 power rankings. I think it's more fun to do top five. So I'm just going to do that. But I'd love your feedback on that. Do you want all 32? I just think the list get a little old and boring. But if you like it, you know, just let me know. Honestly, I'll put up a poll for it and I would love to know what y'all think. So let me know. Anyways, my next team is Jacksonville, and they're, they have a chance at the one seed in the AFC. I had to include another AFC team here, and I think it's them. So I, I decided Jacksonville would be my fringe team to watch for in the top, to move into the top five. There's a couple others close, but it'd be them next. Okay. Going to go through some fantasy winners and some pickups with this crazy week with six buys again. The NFL schedule makers didn't do anybody any fantasy teams any favorites. Um, okay, Bajan Robinson. He's one of my big winners from week 12. He finally had a big game. It had been a while. And he had a career high season, but also career high for the NFL. He had 27.3 fantasy points, 123 total yards, and only 19 touches and two TDs. And they got him in uh, some dual threat <laughs> on a scheme throw like that. They used him as a receiver a little bit, and hopefully they get they can they figure it out that they, they gotta get this guy some touches and in space. Um I've gotta go CJ Stroud is one of my winners and Tank Dell, that both that combo. They are two of my winners for week twelve as well. Even though they didn't win that game. Um Stroud had his uh Second game of 30-plus fantasy points. And Dell had his fourth in a row with at least 17 PPR fantasy points. That's just ridiculous. So i got to give it to those two. Some other big winners. Um, Kyron Williams coming back off injury and having almost 40 career high, 38.4 PPR fantasy points. And it's crazy because he played a limited role. He only had 63% of the Rams snaps. And what's crazy is he had 22 touches, which is great, but Royce Freeman stole 13 because they were trying to ease him back in. He was like, forget him, playing the Cardinals. Boom, I'm going to score a bunch of points. That's just how it's going to be. And they proved that they're on another level. Even though they're not great, they're on another level than the Cardinals. Even with Kyler Murray or just continue to be a dumpster fire at times. That's just them. Some other winners. Um, Firemouth getting some massive touches with Canada getting fired. New offensive coordinator Eddie Faulkner comes in. He gets n- <laughs> he caught 9 of 11 targets here for 120 yards. Not saying much about the Steelers offense because outside of Warren, they haven't had anything this year. Deontay Johnson's had a couple okay games, but that offense has been what's holding them back. I'm going to be curious if this is going to be a trend moving forward. Um, he's only rostered in just under 42% of ESPN leagues. I'm going to go pick him up. I think you should go pick him up. Helping my fantasy friends. If y'all listening, you know, two of my leagues, I suck this year, but one of them, I'm a number one seed. You know, take it for what it's worth. But uh, I also like Mike Evans this week. He This last week, he had 25 fantasy points. And just, man, even though the Bucks have been bad, he's been good. And he's Mayfield's go-to guy. I like him. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco had 26 points, which were a season high, but it was his first game with 20 or more points since all the way back since week five. He had 20 touches, but it was the red zone work. He had two um, red zone touchdowns in the game. And Andy Reid was like, let's go, dude. And now they play the Packers. So I would start Pacheco this week, make the Packers show up that, have that Rundy actually show up. 
Speaking of my Packers, I'm going to go to Jordan Love and Christian Watson. Jordan Love looked confident for the first time in a while. He did look good last week, and he's the end of the Pittsburgh game. It's been two and a half games now, so hopefully it's a continued trend. Trend. Uh, it's continuing to, you know, move in the right direction with Watson. But they looked, um, they looked good. I should have said Rashawn Gary on the other podcast as an IDP guy. Uh, he destroyed it. That Packer D was just getting a golf, but on offense, Love and Watson, I really like Jaden Reed, but Love had over 300 total yards. He had almost 27 fancy points and just looked confident, and I liked it. And his arm talent, you could see it there if he can get the accuracy going. I liked it. It was good. Um, okay, another fancy guy that just had a breakout game. Jalen Hurts, man. He had only five fantasy points at halftime, and the elements were getting to him. And then the second half, he ended up with 35 fantasy points, five touchdowns against Buffalo's D, who is no slouch, man. Good stuff. This kid, this guy is just ridiculous, seriously. Um, I don't think there's any reason to panic with the 49ers coming up because they was able to just take care of the Bills. So I think that's for real. Uh, going back to Thanksgiving, that same division in the uh, NFC East, Dak Prescott, I said it earlier, he just, boom. Second 30 point fantasy performance in his last three games and fifth with over 24 in the past six and he's got a favorable schedule remaining even though some, it looks like tough games seattle's d is amazing billy's past he is beatable buffalo probably the toughest d on there miami's got a front but i think they can score on them it's on the road though so we'll see they play detroit who I, i'm not worried about defensively and washington who just fired jack del rio so you know that could be a real good play down the stretch. I'd, I'd be, I mean, he shouldn't be available in your league, but if you can trade for him, good for you. And my last bit, I don't know if this will be my last big winner. Cause there's some other wins, but uh, Josh Allen just, man, he put on a show against Philly. They just could not figure out a win there, but he had almost 40 fantasy points and just brutal weather. Just, just absolutely destroyed it. So yeah, I was impressed with him. Um, Pickup wise, there's some, this is not a lot out there, but the Saints lost two receivers. So if you like anybody there, um, you know, not big on the Saints offense though. But for mouth, I did say earlier I'd pick him up. Uh, quarterback, it might be worth a look at Russell Wilson if you need a streamer this week, or Matthew Stafford possibly if you need a streamer. I might be going back and picking up Jordan Love, but they do play the Chiefs this week. But after that, he's got a really favorable slate. So that could be for a playoff run, Jordan Love, if he's continuing to build confidence. And especially if he can do it against the Chiefs, I really, really like him as a pickup. And that's not just because I'm a Packer fan. Their receivers are starting to build something. It could be worth it. He had a good stretch early on and might be catching on to something here. It is his first year as a starter. So it's going to be interesting. Okay. I had a lot of fun with the fantasy part there. If you want more of that fantasy, I'm going to be adding more if you want more. But uh, there are six teams on by this week, so there's going to be a lot of pickups needed. <laughs> so you got to watch out waiver wire even this late in the season. There's still moves to be made. And if your trade deadline hasn't passed, I've only got one team that's going to make the playoffs, and I'm going to probably be – I've got Dobbs, who's having a terrible game right now. Last time I looked, it was 3 nothing against the Bears, which is just – it's 3-3 to right now in the third quarter. I just looked – that's just terrible. So I was I was liking him, but I've got Stroud. I might make a move at a backup quarterback because it's a PPR league and it's my $100 league. So luckily it's my most expensive league. I might be making some moves at quarterback there. 
and you can never like rest on your teams in my in my opinion you should always be trying to improve your fantasy team even if it's rolling because the difference between a kicker and a defense and a tight end and a flex or it's double flex spot can make all the difference in one of my games right now i'm literally up by 0.1 and i might have to cut geno smith or i'm probably not Dobbs, but i might have to cut geno smith and make a move at one of my my tight end spot Taysom hill at eight there's you gotta round all the edges on your fantasy team so i'd be looking for um streamers out there right now i'd be looking to upgrade your quarterback watch the running back situation especially in minnesota i think it's going to be a one to watch for i think it's going to be good okay last part of the podcast i'm extremely excited i'm going to do playoff predictions i'm going to just do it kind of quick but i'm excited i think in the afc i still think the chiefs are going to walk away with the one seed i'm actually surprised i think jacksonville's going to end up with the two baltimore is going to hold it down get the three and i think miami will be the four seed not fully believing them they haven't beaten a good team this year and i think they're beatable but you know, that offense is lethal. For the wild cards in the AFC right now, it's Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Indy. I think, I don't think Buffalo's going to make it. I think Cincy and the Raiders are done. But I do think, I think it's going to be Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and I think Houston's going to sneak in that last spot. I just don't believe in Denver. And I think Houston, even though they're a young team, I it, it really comes down to Stroud, and I think, they're a better team than Indy. I think they have a slightly higher ceiling. So I think I'm going to go Houston as the seven seed. In the NFC, I'm going Philly as the one. I just see it. Uh, I think San Fran's going to be the two. I do think Detroit will hold on to the three seed. I'm going to go Atlanta as the four, but I, I think whoever wins NFC South is going to get smashed by Dallas, who will be the five. I think Green Bay is actually going to sneak in a wild card. I'm going to put them at, I'm going to put them at seven, and I'm going to put... I'm going to, even though I said it, I think they could miss the playoffs on the other show. I think it'll be Minnesota 6, Green Bay 7. I don't believe in Seattle. They have a negative point differential in the season. I'm not sure about Dobbs, though, with protecting Minnesota. That's a big, scary thing. But I don't see the Rams, or maybe the Rams, but I don't see the Rams and the Saints making a push. And there's nobody else in the NFC. The Bucks are done. So I think it'll be Philly 1, San Fran 2. I'm going to go Detroit three, Atlanta holds the four, wild card, Dallas is the five. I'm going to go Minnesota as the six, and Green Bay sneaks in as the seven seed. And I think that's what's going to happen. I hope I'm right because I'm a Packers fan. So I hope that's what happens. And I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Fun Football Podcast. I want to know what you want more of in any comments on any of my Facebook, my my personal page, or my the Fun Football Pat, Fun Football Podcast page or profile. Follow me on X. I will be doing polls on my Facebook page. So if you like it, if you go follow it, there will be polls up there. You'll notice I've been throwing some up. It's been fun. There's going to be some live shows coming. I'd love to have some guest hosts. Anybody wants to join and be a blast. I'm going to be doing, like I said, live shows and video shows coming up. I'm very excited for those. And if you liked what you heard today or you want more fantasy, you want more playoff predictions, you want more recaps, you want more just pure stats, you want me to talk about the Packers, whatever you want. I didn't get a definitive thing on my poll, so I'm going to save it for next week on my team-by-team breakdown, um, which team in the NFC, AFC. So I'm going to do that in the next episode, uh, this next solo episode of the Fun Football Podcast. Me and Bill might even do a breakdown on Thursday's episode. So, 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Fun Football Podcast. I had a blast. 20 episodes in. It's been a lot of fun. It's fun watching it grow. Um, I do put polls up as well on Spotify. I made a pod link to make it so you could see all the, wherever, where the episode is. It's pretty it's everywhere you get your podcasts. And if you like it also, it's on good pods. If you like that, it just hit number 22 on the hundred top 100, um, total shows on good pods. That was awesome. It's the number one football show right now for the month and the week. It's been awesome seeing it grow on there. I hope you uh, enjoyed this episode and I will be back with the Pick'em episode on Thursday. And always thank you for listening to the fun football podcast.